Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. WBUR Podcasts, Boston. We'll start today's show with a riddle. Ready? Here goes. You can have me, but cannot hold me. You can gain me, yet quickly lose me. If treated with care, I can be great. And if betrayed, I will break. What am I? Any guesses? The answer is trust. When you gain someone's trust, they feel they can rely on you. But in today's story, we'll meet a character who loses the trust of a god. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called Hungry Hippo. Versions of this tale originally come from Eastern, Central, and Southern Africa. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this story, including Scott Lawrence, whose voice you may know from Star Wars Resistance on Disney+, and the Star Wars virtual reality series Vader Immortal, where he plays the title role of Darth Vader. So, circle around, everyone, for Hungry Hippo. Way, way back... After the supreme spirit created the earth and sky, the powerful deity created the animals and decided which ones would fly in the sky, which ones would swim in the water, and which ones would walk, run, and crawl on the land. Among those who would spend their life on land was Hippopotamus. If you've seen a hippo, then you probably know they spend their time in the water, right? But way, way back, Hippo dwelled on the land, where he roamed and munched the grassy plains. Hippo was a much smaller animal in those days. He was no larger than a golden retriever. But despite Hippo's small size, he had a very big appetite. Oh, this patch of grass might be the tastiest one I've found yet. So crunchy, so sweet. So full of fiber, yet so utterly delicious. Mmm, Thing is, much as Hippo loved to eat, one thing he did not love to do... Hey, Hippo, how about sharing that grass? ...was share. Huh, are you out of your mind, Zebra? I will not share this grass. This grass is mine. No matter which of his fellow land dwellers asked if Hippo could please share the grass... Uh, Hippo... Could you please share the grass? He always said no. No way, Wildebeest. I will not. This happened again. Uh, Hippo, mind if I have some... Dream on, Gazelle. And again. So, Hippo, could you maybe share some... Buzz off, Warthog. And again. You know, Hippo, I was thinking maybe I could have a bitey... Take a hike, antelope. Seriously. Can't a hippo just eat his grass in peace? 
Hippo's selfishness grew and grew. And so did he. Because the more grass he ate, the bigger his barrel-shaped body got. And before long, Hippo was one of the hugest animals on the plains, second only to elephant and rhinoceros. But with Hippo's big size came an even bigger problem. You see, as Hippo's body grew larger, his brownish-gray hide stretched tighter and tighter to cover it. So when the dry season rolled around and the fiery sun baked the grassy plains below, Hippo felt himself baking too. Oh, my poor hide. It feels so tight and cracked and dry. How will I make it through the dry season without frizzling like a fritter? Hippo found a tall tree and parked himself beneath its shade, but... I'm still hot. He whipped his bristly little tail this way and that, trying to fan himself, but... I'm still hot. He threw his body to the ground and rolled around in the dust, but... I'm still hot. He shuffled to the cool blue river and took a drink at the water's edge. (laughs) But... I'm still hot! As Hippo wallowed in his misery, he suddenly caught sight of Turtle, Otter, and Crocodile, three of the water-dwelling animals, as they splashed around in the river. Ah, how amazing does this cool water feel on such a hot day, you guys? It feels amazing, Turtle. Don't you agree, Crocodile? I sure do, Otter. Thank goodness the Supreme Spirit created us to live in the water so we don't have to suffer beneath that sweltering sun. Am I right? Totally, Crocodile. One hundred percent. As Hippo enviously stared at Turtle, Otter, and Crocodile, he suddenly got an idea. Forget about the grassy plains. What I need is to live in the water to spend my days wading in the river instead of roaming around on land. The water would protect my hide from the heat and I'd always be cool and refreshed. Hippo dipped one of his feet into the river. It sure felt good on his stubby toes. You know what? I'm going to ask the Supreme Spirit if I can become a water creature. I'm so miserable in this heat She's sure to grant my request. So Hippo lumbered off to the Supreme Spirit's towering lofty mountain and asked the mighty deity to turn him from a land creature into a water creature. Now hold on there, Hippo. Are you serious? You're really asking me to turn you from a land creature into a water creature? I am. I I mean... I know you're all-powerful and everything, and far be it from me to second-guess any of your all-powerful decisions, but I'm pretty sure I'd thrive a whole lot better if I lived in the water. But Hippo, I created you to thrive on the land. I, I, I know that, Supreme Spirit, but, but with all due respect, this summer heat, oh, it's killing me. Look at my hide. It, it, it's all dry and cracked. Right. But to be fair... Hippo, your hide wouldn't be so dry and cracked if it weren't stretched so thin. And it wouldn't be stretched so thin if you hadn't grown so large 
from eating all that grass and keeping it to yourself. What can I say? I've got a healthy appetite. So I've noticed. Listen, Hippo, I know how miserable you are, and I can't bear to see any of my creations suffer. So I'll tell you what. I will turn you into a water creature. You will? I will! But you'll have to make a few changes. Of course. I'll do anything, Supreme Spirit. Anything. Good. First, you'll have to give up eating grass and start eating fish. I can do that, Supreme Spirit. I can go from being an herbivore to a pescatarian. No problem. Very good. But once you start eating fish, Hippo, you must promise you won't keep them all for yourself. You must share them with your fellow water dwellers. Hippo felt a rush of dread. Share? He had never shared anything before, and certainly not food. But he was so desperate to spend his scorching hot days in the water, what else could he say except... You've got it, Supreme Spirit. Uh, I'll do it. I'll start eating fish, and I'll share them with my fellow water creatures. Promise? I promise. Then consider your wish granted. But remember, I'm doing you a big favor here. So if you break your promise and break my trust, there will be a price to pay. And mark my words, Hippo, that price will be nearly as enormous as you are. What do you think? Will Hippo honor his agreement with the Supreme Spirit? Or will he pay the price? We'll find out what happens after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called Hungry Hippo. Before the break, Hippo had eaten so much grass, his barrel-shaped body had ballooned to an enormous size, and his stretched-out brownish-gray hide had become dry and cracked in the blazing sun. The Supreme Spirit took pity on Hippo and granted his request to become a water-dwelling creature. 
So with a newfound happiness in his heart, Hippo waddled down to the cool blue river and dove in with a splash. Oh, what a relief. I feel so comfortable, so refreshed, so... so hungry. Ugh, my stomach is growling like a mama lion protecting her cubs. I haven't eaten it in hours, and I'm famished. I promised the Supreme Spirit that I would give up grass and start eating a diet of fish. So, I guess it's time to give those slippery little snacks a try. Hippo plunged his head under the water, opened his jaws, and gulped down a mouthful of fish. Mmm, not bad. Then he gulped down another mouthful. Really not bad. Then another. Mmm, really, really not bad. These fish are so good, I'll have no problem keeping my promise to the Supreme Spirit. No problem at all. Now remember, eating fish wasn't the only promise Hippo had made to the Supreme Spirit. Do you remember what the other promise was? That's right. He had also promised to share. He gave the Supreme Spirit his word that once he lived in the water, he would share fish with the other water animals. But as Hippo stood there, chowing down in the river, can you guess what he did? Or rather, what he didn't do? Hiya, Hippo. Welcome to the water. Any chance you could share some fish? Yeah. You know, we love eating fish, too. And we'd be honored to join you for a meal. Join me for a meal? Share some fish? Turtle, otter, crocodile. Somehow you water animals are just as delusional as the land animals are. These fish are mine. Now beat it! Indeed, just like that, Hippo forgot all about his second promise to the Supreme Spirit. Well, when the Supreme Spirit learned that Hippo had gone back on his word, the great deity swept down from the mountain to confront him. Hippo! What in the world do you think you're doing? What in the world do I think I'm doing? I think I'm doing exactly what you told me to, Supreme Spirit. I'm gobbling up all these delicious fish. But I didn't tell you to gobble up all of the fish, Hippo. When you asked me to change you into a water dweller, you assured me you would share the fish. Yet look at you. You're hoarding them all for yourself. Have you already forgotten the other half of your promise? Hippo froze mid-gulp. Uh, uh, right, about that. Uh, listen, Supreme Spirit, I I I can explain everything. There's nothing to explain. We made a bargain, Hippo. I trusted you, and you broke that trust. You let your selfishness get the better of you. So now, just as I warned, you must pay the price. Hippo felt the bristles of his little tail stand on end. Uh, and what, pray tell, might that price be? Well, Hippo, from this day forward, you may continue to live in the water, but you will no longer eat any fish. No longer eat any fish? Then what will I eat? That's simple. You will go back to eating grass. Okay, but there's no grass in the river. 
Indeed. Every time you get hungry, you must crawl out of the water and go back to the land to eat grass. But you won't eat nearly as much grass as you did before. To ensure that there's plenty of grass left for those other animals, I will give you a smaller appetite. Much smaller. And to this day, that's true. Even though hippos weigh a lot, like as much as a small car, they're pretty light eaters, especially compared with other animals their size. But as the Supreme Spirit went on to explain, a smaller appetite wasn't the only price hippo would pay. And furthermore, hippo, in order to make sure that you're just eating grass and not any fish, I will need proof. Uh, what kind of proof? Well, as you wade around in the water, you will stretch your mouth open very wide. Wide enough for me to make sure you're not hiding any fish in there. You will do this many times throughout the day so that I can keep an eye on you. And that's true to this day, too. Hippos frequently stretch their mouths open really wide. At full stretch, their mouths can measure four feet from top jaw to bottom. That's tall enough for a six-year-old kid to stand up in. Not that they'd want to. But wait, Hippo, there's one more thing. There is? Yes. You've broken my trust once, and I can't take you at your word anymore. So it won't be enough for me to check that there are no fish in your mouth. I'll also need proof on the other end. Uh, what do you mean, on the other end? Well, you know that bristly little tail of yours? Yes? After you eat your fill of grass, all the fiber your body can't use will pass through your digestive system. And when it comes out the other end, you will use your bristly little tail to spread your dung along the riverbank. Uh, come again? After you eat, when it's time to do your business, you will come up and out of the river. Then you will spin your tail very, very quickly. So quickly that your dung will spray every which way and it will land in scattered piles along the riverbank. Then I will come down and inspect those piles to make sure they contain no fish bones. Hippo could hardly believe his ears. What? And chances are you can hardly believe your ears either. But honest to goodness, it's true. To this day, when hippos come to the riverbank to relieve themselves, they twirl their tails really, really fast, like an airplane propeller or an electric fan. So as they do their business, their dung sprays in all directions and lands in a scattered heap. Now, scientists say that hippos create this dung tornado as a way of marking their territory. But if you believe our story... It's also a way for these immense animals to prove they've been true to their word. And that despite their huge mass... We're only full of grass. Now it's your turn. Hippo had trouble being kind to others. But there are plenty of ways you can practice acts of kindness every day. And to help you along, why not make a kindness jar? 
First, find some pieces of paper and ask a grown-up to help you cut the paper into strips. On each strip of paper, have your grown-up help you write one kind thing you can do for someone else. Maybe you can help somebody with a chore or eat lunch with a new friend. Perhaps you can make a card for someone or give a family member a compliment or a hug. Once you've written an act of kindness on each strip of paper, put them all in a jar. Then, every day or every week, pick a strip from the jar. Read what it says, then do what it says. It'll be super fun for you and super meaningful for somebody else. This week's story, Hungry Hippo, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Nora Sachs. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white coloring page for all 190-plus Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in. Grown-ups, head to our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on Coloring Pages. And while you're at wbur.org slash circle round, you can also find a link to our new picture books. We've adapted several of your favorite Circle Round episodes as fun, colorful books, and you can find them all at wbur.org slash circle round. Just click on books. Special thanks to this week's actors, Jonathan Cormer, Rishikesh Hirway, Jessica Rao, Erica Rose, Nick Sholley, Don Ursula, and Scott Lawrence. Listen for Scott Lawrence in Star Wars Resistance on Disney+, and the Star Wars virtual reality series Vader Immortal, where he plays Darth Vader. This week's featured instrument was the djembe. To learn more about this African drum and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing it, visit our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Grownups, if you enjoy what you hear on Circle Round, please write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. You'll help us keep Circle Round going strong so we can keep circling round with you for years to come. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling round with us. One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. Hey, Circle Round! My name is Kate. I live in Panama, and my favorite Circle Round story is the song for the spirits. My favorite part is when the fisherwoman plays the song to the spirits. My name is Casey, and I'm from California, and my favorite Circle Round is the song for the spirit. And my favorite part is when the merchant in his net takes up the black shard. My name's Kit, and I live in Kansas City. My favorite circle round story is the fair feathered friends because I like how the ogres love listening to the birds sing at night. Hi, my name is Amelia Ann. I live in Manhattan, New York. My favorite podcast is The Friends in High Places because I like the part when the giraffe grows really tall. Hi, I'm Diana, and I live in Texas. And my favorite circle around is Camilla's Contest because I like the part when she got a surprise on all the dresses for the contest. My name is Micah, and I live in Washington, D.C. My favorite circle around story is a taste of honey because I like the pie where the fish come at the tree and discover that the bees are not coins. 
Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single Circle Round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.